How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the Beefy Boys Bud Club Podcast. I am joined here by my good friends Vito. Yellow. And Joe. What up? We have a very special guest in the studio with us today by the name of John Mac Booge Nelson. Big rodeo guy, cowboy guy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Howdy. We got a special show for you got for you folks today. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a spooktacular time. And we're gonna be talking some some spooky entertainment, some spooky games. And then we're going to get into some spooky personal stories. Let's let's kick things off. Let's get into some TV shows and some movies that have really given us the heebie-jeebies as of recent. So what do you what do you guys got? What's something spooky from you guys? I mean, I guess I'll go first. My <clears throat> I don't know if either of you have watched the new Netflix original, The Haunting of Hill House, but my fiance has been really into it recently, and. She has this bad habit of falling asleep while watching television, so <laughs> I've had to be spooked out by the show about five times in a row every episode. <laughs> so. You know what? I think I remember we were talking about the Hill House a couple weeks ago. You go, yeah, I have to tell, I have to tell uh, Ara to turn it off before eight o'clock so I don't get spooky yeah, so dreams. Because <laughs> yeah, I get spooky dreams about ghosts and stuff, and like she loves falling asleep with the TV on. So I'm like, can we put on like I don't know, like. The Office, or just like Thirty Rock, or some silly sitcom that's everyone's happy at the end. Something to pass the time. You know, I'd yeah. rather have kooky misadventures in my dreams than be like haunted by creepy children ghosts and shit. The Anyways. thing I love about that show, uh, Vito, I don't know if you've seen it. I know, I know, Booge, you have. But the thing I love about that show is it's more of like a psychological horror thriller that's not really supposed to be like jump scare. They don't jump scare you. Which is what I really appreciate in like good horror. Well, they only have two jump scares for the whole show. I can only think of two times. It's all right. about suspense. You're just sitting there shitting yourself because you know what's coming, but you're not ready for it. They give you the time, and it, it's painful. It hurts to watch. It they do. It's a good. slow burn. That show's a slow burn. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's fun, and you know, I got into it because one day I come home. I come home from work. And my girlfriend's watching it, and I, you know, I, I had curiosities about it, but I just never wanted to be the one to click start on it. Yeah. But she was already starting episode one, like five minutes in, so we just restarted it, and then from there on out, next thing I know, we're done with the series, and holy shit, that you know, it just builds up into such like a big climax. It's just a great show. If you if you haven't seen it, you guys got to check it out. And I mean, there's some great twists and turns. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, it, we're not spoiling anything yeah, because yeah. it's it's. It's great, exactly. and I just say check it out if you haven't possible, seen it. Yeah. And um, as far as that, I've been I've been really getting into. Uh, I've I've been hearing about the show Haunted on Netflix as well, and I've been really wanting to get into it. But I've heard so many different things about it. As far as like it being like recreations, and I feel like it could get really cheesy if it's recreations. Well, do you ever watch like um, Paranormal Witness or any of those like? Uh, I guess the old school one would be Unsolved Mysteries. So, like, R has also watched every episode of Haunted about six times. Th- those are her favorite. <laughs> I don't really like horror. I think uh, jump scares are stupid, and I think most of it is really terrible. Yeah. And I just don't like being scared. So, like, I try to avoid <laughs> it most of the time unless it's really good. But my fiancé loves this shit. And when you're in a long-term relationship, you know, compromise is everything. So... She watches it, I go to the computer, and we have an agreement that after 8.30, when it's bedtime, we turn it off. But (laughs) Haunted is another one where I've watched like all six episodes while she's falling asleep. And in terms of those shows with actor recreations, it definitely has the highest production value of all those. Like, it doesn't look like shit like they usually do. 
Because those used to be, I feel like that show is kind of like the, like the Travel Channel haunted series that they used to have. It was either on Travel Channel or Sci-Fi or or one of those weirdo channels that had like, you know, ghost shows and recreations of like people that were possessed in a house or their house is haunted by some demon. And I remember those being super low budget, super shitty and super cheesy. But for some reason, you know, being a kid... And loving loving the spooks, it, uh, it it just always appealed to me, you know that and like haunted houses and scary shit yeah, has always been a big part of like who I am. That's exactly what it is. It's and it's not like they call in like paranormal experts with their like crackling squeaky boxes and be like, oh, there's definitely some ectoplasm over here. Like I think you just dribbled on the floor, man, or like, <laughs> <laughs> pipes just leaking. What there's are you some, there's about? some. There's some ghost cum over here on the on the floor. So I created this machine that that makes Geiger machine. counter noises at random intervals, and I'm gonna tell everybody it just means there's ghosts around. Anyways, I'm a skeptic on this shit if you can't tell. But uh, yeah, it is definitely one of those like recreation shows, and there's only six episodes. There is I don't know if you're, there's a controversy surrounding it though. Have you watched it at all? I oh sorry, I've watched almost all of it. I think I'm four episodes in. But so the second episode about the like. The slot called the slaughterhouse. Yeah, that one I was wondering on. Yeah, everyone. So the basic plot of this episode is that um, this woman grew up in upstate New York, and her dad would kill like random travelers and passersby. And she said there's probably the bones of fifty to hundred people around here. And the internet just thinks it's all made up. Like there's no way there was a serial killer. This is what the internet says. There's no way there was a serial killer in the '70s who was never caught and no one's ever heard of outside of this weird Netflix show. So. I don't know. I had hasn't been resolved or anything like, and that producers. I also heard, oh, sorry. I also heard that there was like a. There's another thing on that show about some girl who's like, in love with a spirit. I yes. heard that. I think you know my girlfriend told me that, and I once I heard that I was like, I ah, thank God I didn't even start the show. But I'll definitely check out the slaughterhouse episode because I have a curiosity towards it now because of the whole controversy behind it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you can have a serial killer that isn't known ever until Netflix comes along with a series. So that's where it's like... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to check it out just because of that. I'll check out episode two. Um, Personally, I think the only like great episode was the first one. All the other, all the other ones were just okay, but that first one, it was spooky. I yeah. thought about that when going to bed. Did you? No, well, that was the one I watched like really intensely, and I'm like, mm-hmm. if they're all gonna be like this, I can't be here for. It. But the, the like, that's what I thought. But yeah. then the show, I feel like it didn't turn yeah. bad, but it dropped down. It, no, the it one about when she's good. in love with the ghost when her boyfriend gave her a tombstone. That one was really dumb. But <laughs> 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 anyways, uh, so yeah, that's haunted on Netflix. Vito, what are you? What spookies are you into recently? Um, I haven't really uh, been watching anything but uh musically i've been listening to a lot of uh halloween recently That's, and uh, sorry halloween like halloween with an e yeah okay <laughs> halloween it's a like 80s power metal band or something uh with um halloween themes uh <laughs> oh <No>, really <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh one of their songs is called mr torture and it's about a um like a torture person who sells uh, sells pain to like people who are like into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh boy. So yeah. like a like a sadomasochist kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
so somebody selling pain to people who enjoy it. So, I, I mean, I think that there's like a word. Was that the word Masticus? that you just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, Sorry like that's that. what like dominatrixes do, sort of. I don't know. This is not my. Yeah, it's not my. Field. I don't want to step on toes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's not so really it's my like a real kind expertise. of like. Expertise. Sort of scary Halloween kind of one going on. Yeah, you it, you sent me that track. I listened to it. I mean, I not, I don't listen to that much death metal, so it just sounded like screaming to me. But that, that one was power. Metal. It was more power. Excuse metal. me. Oh, I'm see, sorry. there's so many there's so many <laughs> levels to that whole metal. If you if you want to hear your uh, screaming, I'll send you something else. Um, I think I'm all set. <laughs> if you want to if you want to talk about some spooky ass metal music, I uh, I remember the first time I ever heard that band Gorgoroth. And they're like more of like the stereotypical satanic Norwegian band, but the history behind them, those guys are they're they're fucked. They're fucked up, but they're awesome. I mean that that band's awesome, but the guitarist is they're they're sickos. There's a lot of history to this band that I don't really want to get into, but you know all those black metal bands that have history like that, they bring it into their music, and it's it's crazy how some of the things that they incorporate. In their music, they actually do in real life. I think one of the band members from Gorgoroth actually burned down a church, and is just like, you don't get that shit here Damn. in the states. Yeah. And then you get, you know, <laughs> you get bands like Mayhem, who the lead singer blew his brains out with a shotgun, and the band goes into his in, into the house and takes a picture of his dead body and puts it on their vinyl album cover, Jesus. like like brains and all. You can get the album cover like special edition, and it's it's. It's, it's crazy shit. You can even look it up on, on Google if you really feel squirrely enough to do it. No, thank um, you. But yeah, I just remember listening to them, and, and I was listening to them a lot back in high school. Like, back in high school was like the big day of like metal music for me. I was always listening to that. And then it, it kind of like incorporated into like listening to like Brother Lynch Hung, you know, or he's talking about like f- fucked up weird shit like guts and eating people and stuff like that. I don't know why, but horrorcore rap well, always was funny to me. I, I'm, I don't listen to ICP or any other of that juggalo genre, but I mean, and I don't have a problem with people that do. I mean, people, whatever floats your boat, you know, I mean, people, people like those guys because they've never sold out. And one thing I'll say about, you know, those guys, they never sold out and they stay true to themselves. I think that's the special part about like horrorcore type of genre when it comes to rap is those guys can start there but they can never leave you know i think tech nine was somewhere along those lines as well but he found a way to branch out and he's also in like the juggalo genre like he's got a big really? following oh big following with the juggalos they love him sense. he loves them and you know they just like to party and he parties <laughs> no too doubt. and so his concerts are so weird because you get like the the horrorcore rap heads you get the juggalos and then you get like your everyday people, you know, like us that just party and we listen to Tech Nine when we drink and when we have fun and he he's just fun music. And Brother Lynch Hung was kind of doing a few songs here and there with him and pardon me. And uh they just kind of uh mashed into one big genre and everybody just kind of throws them all under horrorcore. And I think that's a it's a fun little genre to go to when you're really feeling it. But if you're not feeling it, you, you you just tend to avoid it at all costs just because you don't, you know, you don't want to hear that kind of stuff. You don't want to bring it around your friends. You don't want to bring it around your family. <laughs> like a guilty pleasure. Like yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want people to think else. that you're a sociopath. <laughs> but, I mean, those guys are all great people. You know, 
I think Tech Nine's a great guy, and I think everybody in his label are all great people too. But let, I'm I'm gonna bring it back to the movies because I watched something the other day that that really like it, it kicked me in the ass. Like I watched it and I just could not sleep. Uh. For the life of me, I could not fall asleep. And again, it's gonna fall along the lines of something kind of cheesy because it's from the guy that does Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins or Baggins or whatever his last name is. But it's it's, it's him from Ghost <laughs> Adventures. But it's his own movie. It's like a full feature length film called Demon House, and it was on Amazon Prime. And I I just I said, you know what? I, I missed it in the theaters. I might as well watch it at home. So my girlfriend and I sat down. We watched it one day. And, and mind you, we watched it when it was, when it was daytime out. And, and that movie, it, it really... I'm not one to get scared off of movies very easily. But that movie made me super uncomfortable. Because it's, it's more of like a... It's more of like a documentary about his house that he bought in okay. Indianapolis. It's like got a, a super big haunted past about like possessions and people who live there were being possessed and it's one of the more haunted houses he's ever been to and it you know if you check it out you're i think you're good i think everybody who checks it out is gonna love it it's a fun it's a fun spook i'll tell you you check it out it's a fun spook but i'll i'll tell you this i don't think you'll be sleeping very easily after that one and it's called demon house demon house which kind of describes the plot of the whole movie yep demon okay. house and it is it is fucking one. spooky it's got some recreations in there but they're not like to the extreme. It's not like their TV show, you know. Well, it's not as cheesy as the TV show. Oh, it's not like it's based on a real story, an actual documentary. It's, it's not an like actual a documentary. Blair Witch Project. No, no, no. It's like a activity. real. Okay. It's like a real thing. You can look up the full story on what happened and like his mental health and that his mental and then health issues that he got from making this movie. You can read all about it. It's insane, and uh, I just thought I, I'd throw that one out there because that one left me it was like the first time i haven't been able to sleep since i've watched the conjuring one uh. like i watched the conjuring one and i couldn't sleep after that one and annabelle two you know some good ones some good ones that make you think a little extra when you're sleeping by yourself you know yeah you're sleeping alone you hear one little creak in the corner of your bedroom and next thing you know you're fucking under your pillows just like Shivering yeah, see, why does anyone? Boots? Why would anyone ever want that feeling? I just, I do not get the appeal. It's of an art. adrenaline rush. I yeah. People love adrenaline. They like doing stupid things to get that rush. So go on a roller coaster, then, man. <laughs> get out of here. But it's but, like um, that. I oh, like sleeping. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably check that movie out tonight. But one that got me. It's not really. I wouldn't say too scary of a movie. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Was the Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie? Oh, I love that Lords movie. Of Salem. Is one of the few horror movies that I remember, I'm like, I'm I'm still icked out. It gave me the ickies, you know. And I just I just don't like Rob Zombie as a filmmaker in general. I tried to watch House of a Thousand Corpses and whatever The Devil's Rejects, and I'm like, these are terrible movies. Whoa! I can't whoa. deal with this shit, man. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. Whoa! 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 I'm gonna need to hold you back. Yeah, I know how you feel. About <laughs> oh my god! I think Rob Zombie's one of my he's one of my favorite horror filmmakers. I think his his. Uh, Remakes of Halloween really brought out the brutalness in Michael Myers' character. It wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like, you know, the old... I mean, the old ones, those are classics. And they're fun. You know, they're fun, cheesy. Oh, yeah, I saw the new one. It was great. I thought it was fun, you know. Obviously, it's not like a great as in like a... You know, like it's a, it's a great film. It's a good time. It's a good, it's time. A good time. It's a It's a rush. You know, you get to see him 
in his full brutalness. And I think he wouldn't be as brutal in the new one if it wasn't for the 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 revamp that Rob Zombie brought into the character. Because he brought mm. in like a <clears throat> like a griminess and a, a grittiness of Michael Myers and he really turned that ship around. And I think what was it last uh, last weekend? I think Booge and I were arguing about Michael Myers because he. Uh, why, why don't you go ahead and, and, and try to explain your Ooh, side? I'm not of that sure story. if we need to talk about this one. <laughs> he got <laughs> clowned. He got clowned. He's all embarrassed. We're in the we're in like an Uber ride back home, and he goes, "Oh yeah, Michael Myers' mask is based off of Michael Myers." I'm like, "What the what? fuck are you talking about, dude? It's based off of Captain Kirk." And he's like, or the, the mask is Captain, not based off of it, it's Captain Kirk. No, 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 it's, it's Michael Myers. The mask is, is Michael Myers. Yeah, it's, it's just a whole shenanigans that we got. And it lasted the whole Uber ride. Jeez. I'm oh, pretty oh, sure we the got Uber, heated. I'm we, pre- were we, were, we were heated. I'm pretty sure the Uber driver was going to, he was seconds away from giving us the boot. Luckily enough, he turned on, turned on my road and we were able to get out of the car and resolve go. our issues in the house. <laughs> and, uh. It's funny, staying on the topic of Rob Zombie, I don't think this movie has been, like, it hasn't been, like, fully released. as It wasn't in theaters or anything like that. But it's a movie of his called 31. And I don't think... I don't think I've talked to anybody that's ever seen that movie, except for me. I had to go to, like, eight different red boxes just to find it. They didn't even have that shit in Blu-ray. And that was hard enough to watch on its own. But when I did check it out, it's if you like Rob Zombie's filmmaking... It's it's a brutal movie. It's it's gross. It's grimy, just like a just like Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, but this one's more of like a slaughter, like more of a slaughter movie. You know, a mm-hmm. fight for your survival kind of deal. And it, it was it was fun. It was a thrill. Yeah, that's just not my my style. Like I said, I'm not really a big horror guy. Right. I do have a list of a few uh, horror shows that well, I wouldn't call them horror. They're more spooky, dystopian sci-fi. Black Mirror, for example. That's oh, yeah. a spooky show. Oh, yeah. It's spooky. I love that show. Anthology. So it's on Netflix. Again, Netflix is killing it because they put money. That's the problem I have with horror is most of them are underfunded and like terrible, you know. But Black Mirror is great. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's a, I think Black Mirror brings in like a whole new... I think one of the reviews for it is like it's it's this generation's Twilight yeah, Zone, exactly, and I yeah. couldn't agree with that more. It is it is like our our Twilight Zone, and it's spooky, it's fun. They have you know so many different aspects to that show, and I think they I think the the last season that just came out, their episode one, the long one, it's like an hour and a half, like some spaceship one where they're doing some space mission. That one's great. I, that one that one I thought I read somewhere that they were gonna kickstart like a whole different series based on that alone. But that might have just been a rumor mill, like you know, right when it came out. But I remember yeah. watching that one. That was that was fun. Yeah. That was a that was a good time. That was a real hoot. And um They're just all so different, you know, like there's that one that's like very much like a homage to the original Star Trek and yeah. even last season there's that one that's all in black and white with the crazy robot dogs. Which I mean it just visually stunning just so different looking you know like yeah and it's like i said it's it it is an anthology so each episode is standalone but they do have there is some like recurring themes there's that one song that comes up all the time you know and sometimes you see references to other stuff in future episodes if you pay attention a lot so yeah 
That's a great one. Another Netflix show I have to mention is Stranger Things. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can't classic, really... Classic, classic, yep. classic. We can't have a Halloween spooktacular where we talk about Rob Zombie for five minutes without talking about Stranger Things. Without talking things. about Stranger Things. <laughs> I, I, I like Stranger Things. I liked it a lot, but I feel like I'm going to lose interest here coming up because I feel, I feel like season two kind of... I felt like season two was more of like Season one. It was like it was it's, just kind of like a. It was like season one reskin. It was like felt, a, re, a reskin of season one. I it felt repetitive, and um, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, I think those. I think the the actors in that are they kick ass. Yeah. You know they're all fun and and it pays back. You know, I, obviously I was I was dead in the eighties, so I wasn't around, and so I don't know what it was like back then. But I mean, I'm. The way that they portray it, it seems like it was well, but pretty you've, spot I mean, on. you've seen all those like Steven Spielberg movies, like ET, and you've yeah, seen, yeah, 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 you've seen the Goonies, right? Like, mm-hmm. which is basically, it's the Goonies if they had creepy Cthulhu monsters instead yeah. of dead pirates and and I think I think the racist Italians. I think the aliens in that show, from like the what, what's it called, the Inside Out or yeah. whatever the fuck it's called, it that's the upside that's down. A, this is the Upside Down. It's a spooky realm. It's a scary yeah. place. And I think the show does a really cool, like, when they flip it over and you can see. I like that they actually show you where those aliens are coming from and, like, you know, all that shenanigans. And it's it's a fun show. I enjoyed it. There's an episode on there that really made me not want to watch it, like, ever again. Was and it I, the, like, the one about the weird X-Men spinoff knockoffs, I mean? It was like, it, I, yeah, it was like where Eleven is in the city and she's yeah. hanging out with a bunch of fucking weirdos that episode they were basically the x-men yeah god that episode fucking sucked and that really that really like shot down the show for me yeah i don't know if that was season two was was. it season two yeah that's that's the reason that's probably the reason why i didn't really well season season two definitely felt a lot slower because the season one they had it was clear what they wanted to do and you know origin stories are always easier because you can build up the character for the first third of it you don't have to add any spookies at all, or just minimal ones, you know? Yeah. Like, what what spooky happens in the first episode? Like, not a lot, you know? Like, the kid disappears, that's about it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, slowly the mystery is revealed, but then, like, in the second season, they have to build upon that, and it just felt like it was lost its direction for most of it. <clears throat> I think so, too. But it's still worth the check out, you know, if you like sci-fi and some spooky... I think aliens are... They, they scare, they scare the brakes off me. beings, technically... I'm I'm not a big alien fan, but the one alien movie that sticks out to me is The Thing. Oh, the where things. you have no certainty if that's your friend or well, I guess if it's The Thing. <laughs> yeah. And um it's just that state of being unsure and you're in a complete survival area. It I don't know, that sounds that sounds awful and scary to me. I remember the first time I watched The Thing when I was a kid. I remember it was like me and Booge, actually, your brother was there. It was like me, Jackie, Rex, and a few of our other friends. I mean, this was back when we were having sleepovers and shit like that, and our parents didn't really care what we watched as long as it wasn't like porn or anything. So we would watch like all these R-rated horror movies, you know, like all the classic Nightmare on Elm Streets or Friday the 13th or and, and The Thing. Classics, and I remember yeah. we had The Thing on DVD we were the hot shit because we had a DVD player. And I remember we, town. I remember we, we snuck that bitch out and put it in. And by the end of that movie, we were all so fucked up from watching it that, you know, 
we all had to go and we had to tell my I think we had to tell my dad that we were spooked because of that and he got pissed that we watched it. Good old time. You know, classic kid shit. Yeah. I think we were like six years I was like six. So they, they oh, were like Jesus they were like Christ. eight years old when they watched it and it really did a number on me. It was like the first time I watched Salem's Lot. You know, the the the, the movie, not the T V show. The when floating the, kid. The floating kid haunted me for but I was like four when I watched Salem's Lot. So I, I've been watching scary shit since I was like, uh, you know, since I rem- since I can remember. A children. Well, of, a children. A children. When I was a little a ch- children. <laughs> speaking of um, traditional stuff we watched growing up, have any of you seen the Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness series? I have not. No. Oh, That's great. Those are Sam so Raimi's. Good. Yeah, Evil I know. Dead. It's I know it's a classic. And mm-hmm. There's Even, a new TV show about it too. I, I, the I Ash love the TV the show. Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah, TV shows. And I love awesome. the um, remake of the movie too, even though it doesn't have Ash. Yeah. They that remake was all business. It was like these kids, they're going to get they're going to get killed in terrible ways. Let's I like the it. remake because they didn't hold back on the gore. And like no. that that series alone, like people don't like gory movies to begin with unless you're like people like me or Booge or like I my, hate them personally. My brother, I think gore yeah. is it's it's fun. It it makes a movie fun. Well, that series was built off gore. If you go back, I I've looked up a lot about this series and um the first movie, the original Evil Dead, they got in trouble because it was so gory. It was and all they gore. refused to take all out the gore, so they made the second one comedic, and that's what kind of helped huh. jump the horror comedy yeah, series. Yeah, the first one had a little bit of it. I mean, just having Bruce Campbell in there alone was enough to have like enough charm in it to have it be sort of funny in the first one, but it wasn't meant to be like a horror comedy film, yeah. you know. But yeah. then the second one came out. And it still had its spookiness, its scariness, but it took a whole different route as far as like being 100% scary, but they just added like the comedic gore, like where you would cut something like just a little bit and all of a sudden you're just getting fountain Squirting blood. blood yeah. yeah and, and I think that's fun in movies. I think that brings out like a, a whole different realm of movies that it's, yeah. you know, I, I could just, talk about for days. Yeah. And speaking about the, uh, the whole horror comedy thing. I think one of my favorite, like, more recent movies, but not f- that recent, was uh, Shaun of the Dead. I knew you were going to oh, say yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, that one was so good. I loved Shaun of the Pei. Dead. That, those guys are great. Yeah. Another um, fun um, zombie one is um, Dead Snow. Not sure if you've seen it, but yeah. Norwegian Nazi zombie movie. It's okay. really fun. The, the zombies are corny, but they're meant to be corny. They're funny corny. It's not like bad corny and it's not low budget it's not low yeah, budget, it's not low budget. <laughs> like some of those like shitty like brand new day of the dead yeah. like sector zero you know it's not like low budget Every shitty movie like that movie. it's just like <laughs> yeah but those movies Shots have a big fired. budget they're just super they're just bad they're just they're they're corny and they're, yeah. they're have any of you seen the witch the, the, witch? Yes. the witch the witch is see that's great. the kind of horror movie i like because it's like i mean it kind of has some of that thing vibe where like that no one really knows if they're evil or not till well the end, but you know, like <laughs> well, um, the big part about it is you don't know if they're actually going crazy, which I maybe right, that's what, exa- that's what I'm say. saying, yeah. yeah. And um, one thing I really really liked, so I'm a fan of that whole New England fol- folklore with all the witches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, I'm not sure if you remember, they didn't have a cat or anything for which they used for rabbit. I'm not sure if you guys recall. And during that time in actual history. 
that's when the Lucky Rabbit's foot came out because they thought a witch changed her rabbit so they'd cut the feet off to keep the magic and stop the evil from getting out. I didn't know that. And that's how the rabbit foot came about. So I loved how that movie put in small details like that and it made it that much better for it me. Made it kind well, of, yeah, you could it, it made it part of like the old the folk stories. It's like, is this family actually cursed, or is it just that frontier life is really fucking hard? You yeah. know, <laughs> I think it was a, yeah, a de- definite mixture of both. Yeah, yeah. and sure. that movie was awesome. I remember seeing that in theaters and just like the suspense, because I think going into it, nobody expected it to be like a your textbook horror movie with stupid jump scares or anything like that. Right. They really built on suspense. The soundtrack in that movie. The, the setting and the atmosphere and the way they filmed it just kind of brought in a whole old school style of horror movie that really set off like a, a, a spooky vibe, I'll say. Yeah. And yeah, I watched it on Netflix not that long ago. I suggest anyone who's looking into it, turn subtitles on because they all have these crazy colonial accents and they talk in a very old-fashioned way that takes about 15 to 20 minutes to realize what the hell they're all saying. So, like, I definitely missed some stuff in the beginning when they're getting kicked out of town. Like, I, are they speaking English? Like, what is going on here? Then you pick it up and the it's The dad's fine, voice but... in that movie is fucking badass, too. Yeah. It, it's so... His voice is so deep, he's not human, I swear. It, it's, um, it's insane. But talking about... Go back to older movies like we were. One movie that I think is a classic is... The original Night of the Living Dead, the first zombie movie. Mm. Have any of you Georgia, seen it? Well, yeah, I've seen that one. They're coming for you, Barbara. I love that. Movie. I mean, that's always going to be the staple of classic zombie movies. But mm-hmm. I, I love the I love the classics. But that movie really, if you watch it now, it's 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 not enjoyable. I thought I watched it as of, as of recent, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I was, how long is this fucking movie? And and it was just slow paced. It was boring to me. But but then again, when I was a kid and I watched it, I really enjoyed it. But in like in my time, I grew up a lot on like faster paced zombie movies. Yeah. So it's like the remake of Dawn of the Dead, where they was like the first time you actually got to see like zombies sprinting at people. And that I remember seeing that in theaters with my dad. We like really forced my dad to take us to go see that in theory. He goes, I don't think you guys want to see that. It's <laughs> going to scare you guys. You guys are going to be fucking up all night and keeping me awake. We drug him to see that movie. I know he wanted to see it too, but he didn't want to take us because he knew it was going to give us a run for our money. And that movie, when I saw it in theaters, it did a number on me. I'll, I'll, give, yeah. I'll give him that. He was right. That movie really fucked me up because that was the first time you, you actually saw sprinting zombies and... and well, I, 28 Days Later had those sprinting zombies, too. Oh, yeah. That was what was really spooky about you, that. I wouldn't really classify... You can't classify those as zombies, but I would. No, you know, like, I would throw zombies. them in. They're, they're totally zombies. They're disease. They're yeah. eating you. But I mean, if the Resident Evil things are zombies, then those things are zombies, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're more. right. But I, I guess, in a sense, they had their own... They had their own lingo for them. I think it was, like, rage. I think that they were infested with rage because they were... Well, forcing those monkeys yeah the they were yeah. forcing those monkeys to watch like all the violence and then they had that they carried the disease and it, yeah. it got spread around that movie was awesome but speaking of 28 days later i think 28 weeks later has the best intro to a horror movie ever it's got that one of the intro best. is spooky and uncomfortable it it does it for me it's it's great it's a great intro yeah i 
that intro is so badass. It gives off like the it gives off like the the fear of being sheltered in the middle of like chaos and you don't know what's going on outside and then all of a sudden it just caves in and when it caves in in the beginning it really shit hits the fan and it gets really fucked and um i think the music in that beginning part really sets the tone in yeah. that the music in horror movies is is really key it's very oh, crucial yeah. well, i mean the score in everything is yeah i don't want to cut us off on this topic we are at about half an hour though if we want to start Talking about some personal stories in games as well. We can keep going on movies, though. This discussion no, is coming. No, I, I think we should move to... I think we can go. I think yeah. before, we can go. Before we move on from movies, I do have to mention my favorite film from last year, Get Out. That is probably one of my favorite horror movies ever. So, that's a shout-out. Go watch it. It's great. Anyways, uh, let's talk about spooky games. Who wants to go first? Um, the first one that comes to mind to me, easy, is Dead Space. I don't think there's a soul who oh, played yeah. that game that did not yep. want to yep. turn it off whenever playing. Yep. It took, I had to, uh, I, I played through the whole thing and like the first couple times was just like, I can't, these things are so effed up, you know? It, like. Oh yeah. Uh. See, I came after the first game, so I never really played the first one. I was introduced from Dead Space 2. And I, I just remember, I was like, I do not like this. I would complete a mission. I'd be like, I'm done for a <laughs> little bit. Then come back to the game after a couple yeah. of days. I needed my breaks. Yeah, yeah, it was super spooky. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, yeah. I don't know mo- that part about moving the marker at the end was obnoxious. And after a while, you start to see through the cracks where it's like, okay, that door is gonna close, and then there's a monster closet over there, and they're all gonna come at me. But especially at first, I'm like, oh, these fucking necromorphs. Is that what they call I them? Think so. I, I think so. Terrifying. And the fact they're that you scary. Can't just kill them. You have to dismember them. I know. Them. Yeah. yeah. And that's funny that you mentioned that because we had a comment on our Facebook from Ramon. He said that Dead Space, the first Dead Space, was a video game that really it scared the it, it scared the heebie-jeebies out of him. And I mean, it, growing up with this guy, I know what scares Ramon. him. He's a very he's a very spooky fella. He loves to get scared, even though he gets scared very easily. He's just kind of like he just enjoys it. It's his adrenaline rush, right? So playing games like that, it really gives him his kick. And I think that game is super scary. Did you guys play part two for any, by, by any I chance? I only played the first one. I own Dead Space 2. I've never played it. I only played the second one. Yeah, the se- I, yeah. Only so we combine. I, I love two. To, uh, like <laughs> when you. Like when you, uh, when you got to go through kind of like the little school area and you have to fight off all those little, all the tiny little kid demons. Oh, Dude, that yeah. really Isn't made that me. Isn't that by the train too? Isn't that like right before the train I think something? so. And that, that really made me not want to play the rest of the game just because mm-hmm. of how scary it was. And I was always playing that game at nighttime by myself oh, in the oh, basement. Yeah. during day. It's yeah. not right. You can't. That um, reminds me, when I was in high school during like the PS1 N64 times, the challenge going around was that you have to play the original Resident Evil, but you have to turn all the lights off, you have to open all the windows in your house, and you have to unlock and leave your door open a crack. Oh, <laughs> So Jesus. me and my sister tried to do this, and we got to the scene where the dogs jumped through the window, and we're like, fuck this. I'm only playing this game at noon. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick, I, guess, I won't call it a sub-question. 
Why are little kids so much scarier than adults in horror movies? Because little kids are scarier in real life. Yeah, they are. <laughs> there you, all right. Little okay, kids are it. little kids are brutally honest when they're alive, and then they're like just like brutally scary when they're dead. Young children are usually so vivacious and vibrant and giggly, and when they're just like deadpan and spooky, it's like because it's extra weird like adults can be like that in their every day and you never see a child like that yeah, yeah. because so. they're so innocent is exactly why I think. right yeah. and going back on the video games there's one that i got back in like 2014 called outlast oh, i remember yeah. when that game came mm. out it was the hot buzz of like survival horror and i know that there were games before it that had the same concept of you're not fighting back against what's attacking you your only option is to run and hide and i figured why would anybody want to play a game like that but the game went on sale on xbox for like six bucks so i'm like well you know what it's six dollars everybody's talking about it let's check it out let's see what we got i i remember i started playing it it was you know dead of night of course Ooh, within 15 minutes of playing the game i had to I had, to, I had to wait until the next morning until I could start playing it again. And then I told my friends about it, and they all came over, and we sat in, like, my little, like, I mean, it was kind of like a little gamer room den type thing just because it was, like, in the end of the house. Nobody ever went to there, and it was just, like, where I had my Xbox and TV set up. And <laughs> I just remember we were all playing the game. All the lights are turned off. The volume's turned all the way up. And every little thing is scary. You know, and this is like yeah. a room full of, of dudes. You know, we're all drinking beer, watching this, or, or like playing this, hanging out. And it's, you know, they didn't have any problems with just watching watching me play the game because it was scaring well, them too. It was giving I, them a good, a good spooking. And I just remember how fun that game was. Just like running away, your batteries are running out. So your 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 night vision camera runs out in the middle of you running away from a deranged psychopath or a, yeah. or a monster or whatever it yeah. was, and I, I I mean I wanted to play the second one I still have to play the second one because I think cult like it cult things cool. are really they they scare me pretty pretty bad I think cults are a, are a scary topic mm. of its own. Speaking of the uh, the sort of like horror game where you're not allowed to like fight against the creatures um one of the uh scariest things i've ever played was amnesia i've, I've heard oh a lot God. about I that i tried to play that game because it was free on playstation and i got like two minutes on i can't play this <laughs> yeah it was so spooky and like half the time you don't even see the creatures what what is it what's the basis i haven't heard of it uh so i can't remember what the actual like story around it is but you're in like this old like house and you're trying to like get out and then like there's like some kind of creature around and you're you, like it will kill you instantly if you don't like hide from it that's those kinds of games are fun i enjoy them they're scary it's, yeah but that's it brings in the horror movie into your video game and it's actually putting you in the position yeah without actually being in the position speaking of horror movies and games um Joe, you said you have a you play PlayStation. Yes, sir. Did you ever play Until Dawn? Yes, I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> the te- teen horror movie, the video game. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was great. It, it's really fun for a one time play. After that, can't really do much more with it. But I I I'm trying to get Ara to like to, for us to have like a side by side. So like, have any of you ever? Are you, either of you familiar with this game? I've heard of it. Uh, I've heard a lot about it. 
So but I've it, never played it because I have Xbox. Right. I've only I mean, ever heard the name. Yeah, it's it's very much like a like a Telltale style, like choose your own adventure mm-hmm. type game where like it's mostly just quick time events and it's telling this like it's basically a teen horror story. So there's like eight teens trapped in a cabin and something goes awry and anyways, but like there's so many different choices. There's like I think like ten different characters and you, they all live or die based on how you play and I think isn't it possible to end the game with all of them alive? I think so. I yeah. think I I think I only killed two or three of them. I was really mad because I had one guy die at the very very end. And I'm like just because I missed one prompt. <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah, but yeah, I th- most of them lived. Not all of them. Most of them. There's a game on Xbox Marketplace right now that's called Dead by Daylight, and I think it's the same concept as Until Dawn. Somebody, one of my Old coworkers from Home Depot was telling me about it. He said that he bought it on sale and he he's just been hooked. Yeah. He said it's a fun game, it's fun to play. Oh yeah. And I think it has like the online it's got online to it, so you can play as the as, as the, the killer. Creature. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can oh, go around cool. and you have to fight against, you know, the survivors. It's just like Friday the thirteenth, the video game. I, I actually played the Dead by Daylight game uh with my housemate. Uh was it pretty for, fun? For a while. It was it was really fun, and probably one of the first times in in a while since probably probably since Amnesia that I'd actually like been scared while playing, and that's the other thing too is like it's a multiplayer game that yeah. I was scared while playing, which is like another aspect of like it's because you have the feeling of being chased. Exactly, mm-hmm. being and, chased always makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, but you also had to like, like where you stand like, up. There, there was like a, objectives to too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to like do things and like, if you screwed it up, you'd make noise and stuff. Yeah. And then there's this one really, really spooky character. I, I can't remember. I think it was like the Reaper or something. I don't remember. Um, but he, he would like be invisible and you could not see him or like any of the like indicators. And, and then he would like ring a bell. And he would come out of stealth, and he'd be, like, right behind you chasing you. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and it that, was, like, the spookiest yeah. thing. That's wanna... the kind of game that I would, like, stand up. Like, if <laughs> something's going on, I'm standing yeah. up off the couch to, like, kind of focus more. Just because I have that feeling of being chased, I can't sit down when that when I have that feeling. Yeah, I want to go back to the Undead Until Dawn talk again. But uh, speaking of games like that where there's not really much action or anything, are you guys familiar with the genre that they, uh, well, really this is an insult, but they call them walking simulators. Have you played any of these? Oh, yeah. I haven't played any, but I've seen them. Well, so, yeah, um, there's a couple I want to shout out. First is uh, Gone Home, which is the basic plot here is that you're this girl just got back from a trip to Europe. You go home to your family home and no one's there, and you're just wandering around figuring out what the hell happened. It's spooky. It's not really a horror game, but it definitely is, like, spooky and atmospheric. And then the other one me and Ara played together is um, called What Remains of Edith Finch. It's a PlayStation exclusive. And this is another one where you inherit your f- ancestral family home and you're like exploring through it. And each room you go to belongs to a different member of the family. And then you play through their story and they're all way different. Like one of them plays out like panel by panel like a comic book. And another one is about this guy who's like losing his mind while working at a cannery, like slicing fish heads off. So it's like, yeah, like I said, it's less supernatural, but it's still really It's still spooky. eerie. It's, yeah. it's got an eerie feel yeah. to it. I love both of those. And then, like, I don't know that I call this a spooky game, but The Last of Us is a game about zombies that's really, really fucking good. So I, 
put that as the best story in a game I've played. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. I actually played that game, so my dad has a PS4, but I don't. So that was the way that... Because he got, like, the enhanced one with, with his PS4. I think mm-hmm. they came out with, like, a digitally enhanced one. He got that one, and when he got, when he got that, I was actually able to sit down and play it. That game is is a fantastic exclusive. Oh, it's incredible. It was so much fun. It's beautiful and yeah. It is. It, it was like the scenery was amazing. It was just it was gorgeous. Our clickers have to be some of the scariest enemies ever. You they know? are. Yeah. Like they can't see you, so you, but they can hear really well. So you just have to sneak, sneak around, and then when one hears you, you're just dead, and it's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope you have a shiv. Yeah, really. The animations <laughs> in that game were. Like when they when they would latch onto you and like attack you. Oh, I know that the animations in that were just awesome. Grizzly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and we want to talk about grizzly death animations. I have to mention the Tomb Raider reboot. <laughs> Did you play oh, that game? Yeah, <laughs> that game was nuts. Yeah, anytime came out of nowhere oh too, and they, the deaths in that the animation like just the like death landing with like a branch in her neck. Like, oh my! <laughs> God. Yeah, you're sliding down that hill and you can get impaled by trees. Yeah, you're like, okay, uh, this is this is pretty sick. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, The Last of Us was an awesome game. And as we're on the topic of zombie games, I can't talk about a zombie game without bringing up uh, Dying Light. Has any Have you guys yeah. ever played Dying Light? I, I played, I've seen someone play it before. I played the demo, and I've definitely looked at purchasing it like 10 times. I'm just like waiting for it to be $5 cheaper. If you... the. I don't think it will be, just because now of the hype of Part 2 coming out. Yeah. But Part 1... It's like what, probably thirty bucks right now. It's like twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Well, twenty five plus the expansion. It's like I think it's called the. I can't remember what it's called actually, but it's there's an expansion pack to it that's like a whole different game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Highly recommend getting both of them when they're on sale, and even if they're not on sale, I recommend getting the purchase because those are two of the. Well, not two of them. I'll just put them all together in one. That was one of the best like zombie games I have ever played. It's just the mechanics are a lot of fun, like the parkour idea of it. It's like an Assassin's Creed with all zombies. In first person. And and first person, and it also had like the the other survivors that were with you on this island that were attacking you, and you had a different... Yeah. The enemy in the game was like somebody that was trying to... I, I can't really remember too well because I played it back in like 2015 a lot. So it's been like three years since I've actually picked it back up and played. But I remember the bad guy was a piece of shit and his his gang was all just nothing but pieces of shit. And when you would see them at their supply boxes, you could actually like shoot a gun and it would lure more zombies to come ah. and they have to fight the zombies while fighting you. And next thing you know, you know, you have like your big special weapon that's got like fire and electricity to it and you're just slicing the heads off of everybody you know zombies <laughs> humans everything in the area just a fun game and it, it had its moments where it was it was scary like right when the sun would go down and like the hunters would come out it, it took me a while to get used to leaving like a safe zone at night yeah because there's a lot more runners at nighttime and then you have the hunters as well so if you make like one wrong move and you make a lot of noise or you have light and they see it, or you shoot a gun, fight an enemy, you're getting swamped. Yeah. Anything you do at nighttime, you're getting swamped. But if you have, you know, later down the line and you you have all your guns and you have your 
customized weapons, you go out you go out at nighttime just to hunt everything in sight just because yeah. your weapons are so I just, strong. I love that idea of the, like, lots of games have day-night cycles, but most of the time they don't mean anything. Like, in the Zelda games, the weird skeleton bobs or whatever would come out of the ground at night, but, like, I mean, like, in Assassin's Creed, it doesn't do anything, you know? So, like, I love the fact that, like, the game gets, that one specifically gets significantly more difficult. So, like, night the nighttime becomes its own sort of It's a whole enemy, different you know? experience. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. Minecraft's another one. I'm going to call it a spooky game, but fuck creepers forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right, we're at about 48 minutes. I want to start hearing some of our ghost stories going in here. I just, oh, we got one from the Facebook group from Ramon. The This one terrified me, too, in Ocarina of Time when you encounter those zombies in the Temple of Life or Time yeah. or whatever when you first wake up. I had to stop playing that game when I was 12 for like three months because it <laughs> freaked me out so bad. All right. <clears throat> so who wants to tell a spooky tale from their own life. Well, you're telling us that you're haunted. Let's hear about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> yeah. to hear about how you're haunted. Okay, so this is a two-parter. Okay, I haven't been able to confirm this from anyone, but according to my sister Renee, if you walk under streetlights and they go out, like, regularly, that's the sign that there's ghosts following you or you're being haunted. And really? for my entire life... You walk under a streetlight, and it goes out. I one time had six in a row go out the second I walked under them. And I was walking around with my mom. We were coming home from a Mets game, so we had to take the train. It was like 2 in the morning. And I told her this. I'm like, now, I'm told if streetlights go out when you walk under them, it means you're haunted. And as soon as I said that, the light went out. <laughs> and then she's like, well, that was spooky. And then the next two <laughs> went out as well. And my mom was so scared, she made us, like, power walk home. All right? So, like... That's the basic of it, you know, just mm -hmm. this, the streetlight thing, which is really freaky, especially if I tell you about it and then it happens five times in a row. When I first moved to Seattle, I lived in Ballard in this building across the street from those locks, this like big old brick building built like a hundred years ago. Spooky. And, <clears throat> yeah. Spooky. It was spooky. I would have these weird dreams. So I was using a chair as my nightstand because I was classy like that. I was a bachelor, whatever. And... <laughs> More than once, I would, like, roll over and, like, be half asleep, and I'd look in the chair, and there's just this dude sitting there, like, he's dressed like a pirate, but he's just, like, looking at me. And then twice I woke up with sleep paralysis, the only two times it's ever happened to me, and the guy's just, like, staring at me in the face. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Oof. I, I've been having sleep paralysis a little too much lately. Yeah. I really don't like the experience no i know it's people terrifying. i know people i know that there are people that know how to control it and it's like a they they call it lucid dreaming yeah. so it's like you're in a sleep paralysis but they know how to control their dreams so they're not getting the spooks you know but people that aren't used to it and people who don't know how to control it that's what we we see that shit you know and you wake up the only thing you can do is you can see and that's it but you can't, you try to make noise and it seems like you're making noise, but you're not, you know, you're, you're just kind of stuck. And it's such a horrible, like intense feeling that is never, ever fun. Never. I, I don't know how people enjoy to do it. I don't know why people actively do it, Yeah. <laughs> but it happens to me usually when I sleep on my back and I fall asleep, just kind of like a, with the snap, you know, like snap of my finger, I'm asleep. Next thing I know, it's like I hear a lot of rumbling in my ears, 
And that's when I know that it's starting to form into a sleep paralysis. So when I hear the rumbling, I usually can wake up in time before it starts. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just sleep right through the rumbling and then I'll wake up in a, in a sleep paralysis. I can't move. I can't talk. I can't make noise. And it may, it makes you want to scream because you're just stuck. Yeah. So you try to scream, but it feels like your mouth is glued. And there is, you see things in, in, you know, it's pretty much like your mind is playing tricks on you. And there's the stereotypical ones like the, like the old lady or the blank face, you know, the person with the guy with the blank face, the tall, tall old guy with the blank face or whatever. I don't know if he's old, sorry, because he's got a blank fucking face. All I got to say is. Aliens a, is a common one too. Aliens is a common one. And I, I hear demons is pretty common too. It is. And another one that's common in like uh, other like other countries is is some like little troll demon thing like sitting on your chest. So oh, yeah, it feels yeah, like I've you're getting one, winded yeah. because something is sitting on your chest and holding you down. It is not a fun experience. Have I don't know ever, how people. I've had the uh, the the drumming in the ear thing this morning. I've never had it before, um, but it was when I was. I had woken up, I was okay, right? And then I was, like, falling back to sleep. And as I was falling back to sleep, I would hear the, like, eardrumming thing. And so, like, I don't know if that was connected with, like, how I could feel, how my whole body was feeling like it was asleep. In a sleep state, Um, right. uh, But I could still, like, wake up. I feel like I still could. I don't think I was in paralysis Mm. at that point. But then I have had, like, a sleep paralysis thing inside of a dream where when I'm inside the dream... I cannot, I, I can either uh, not move at all or very, very slowly struggling to move and can either barely speak or not speak at all as well, like inside the dream. Hmm. So um, my spooky story is I had this one friend, he kept claiming his house was haunted and, you know, I think every guy at some point has claimed their house is haunted because yeah. it's yeah. fun to talk about it, but... You, uh, you never believe monster. it. Yeah. You never actually believe it. You just talk about it. So <clears throat> I was going to this guy's house for years. Didn't believe him until one night something spooky that I can't explain. I'm not going to say it was a ghost, but it, it, it was just really spooky. We were, he had one of those um, long couches that connect, you know, that make kind of like... The sectional, like an L? Yeah, yeah, like an L. So we both slept on one side and he had this thing to make it so it made it into like one giant bed. And we were both sleeping, and then in the middle of the night, I feel a kick. You know, nothing that hurt, but something that, it was forcible. You, you felt it, and it would give you a jolt. So I'm like, he kicked me in his sleep. And I look, and he is feet away from me. So I know that it, was, it wasn't possible for him to kick me. So I immediately, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm spooked. And I had a, a, like one of those see-through quilted blankets, you know, a fall the holes. So I was just laying there, and I cover myself up. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm a bit spooked right now. I don't want to get up because if that was something, I, I don't want to see it or whatever it was. And then he had a computer up. It was an upstairs kind of lofty thing. Then there was a computer, and it sounded like um, the mouse and a bunch of technology was being moved around on it. I was like, okay, he has dogs. It's probably the dogs. I get up to look nothing's over there and the sound stopped. So I'm, I'm spooked. I'm like, I just want to put my music in my head, in my head. So I'm searching for my phone while trying to be as quiet as I can. I don't, I don't want whatever it is to know I'm doing it. So I get my music. 
I put it in. I'm laying down, and right when I'm about to fall back asleep, the sound starts. I'm wide awake again. I look, and it happens like four times. And finally, it stops. I fall asleep, and I, I was really spooked. In the morning, I woke up. I felt fine. It seemed as if nothing happened, but I, I was wide awake. People are always like, Were, are you sure you weren't dreaming or anything? No, I know the difference. I got up and moved and yeah. uh, reacted to my environment. And um, I told him what happened. He was like, see, I tell people that my house is haunted. No one ever believes me. <laughs> I said, it's not evil. I've seen it, like shadows walk by my room and stuff. It's just there. moves around. And I was like... It's usually more believable when somebody is saying that it's not evil. Yeah. When somebody is Just saying like, that the, the spirits in their house aren't out to get them or hurting anybody or like throwing shit across the room, that's when it's more of like a believable thing. And I know that there are, you know, people that don't believe in ghosts at all. Like my brother and my mom were two people that didn't believe in ghosts. And we moved into a house over there in Maple Leaf. And the house has Fancy. had some history. It's had a death in the house. And the, the house just was was spooky. Like, Booge, you know what house I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, the I, Roosevelt house. I think house. I know, yeah. Yeah. So everybody knew the Roosevelt house. All of my friends knew it, and everybody knew that there was just an energy in that house that you could feel. And it was it was scary. It just had a scary, like a scary feel to it that was not normal. And, you know, it's like I'd go to my dad's house and it's gone. I don't, I don't feel anything like uncomfortable or uneasy or feel like I need to like be out of the house. But then I go to my mom's house and the house was stone cold all the fucking time. I, I do remember that. From stone when I cold. I'm talking like in July when it would be like 98 outside, you go into the house and it is stone cold. It, it gives me, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this house. It was really spooky, and we lived there for about a year, and in in the beginning, we kind of just noticed, we kind of noticed that there was something off, like a weird feeling about the house, and then it started getting spooky. We started hearing footsteps in the hallway when, you know, it would just be one of us home, and you hear footsteps in the hallway, you think somebody else is there, yeah. so you, you, you know, you holler, you know, I'd be, what's up, Jackie, and I get no response. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Why, why are you just going to walk by and not say anything? And then like 15 minutes later, my brother would walk through the front door and be like, what's up, dude? I just, you know, I just came back from the store and blah, blah, blah. And I've been, you know, he stayed at his girlfriend's house and nobody was home. But I heard the footsteps. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I always thought it was our exchange student. But our exchange student lived in the basement, which is kind of a separate part of the house. So you go in through the side door and you go downstairs and it's a whole separate part. Like... He had his downstairs. We had our upstairs. Like he had his own entrance, so it's like a. He had his own entrance, like a- and the entrance was blocked off for, or not blocked off, but it was separated from our from our house, yeah. for, or from like our side of the house. So he would never come up into our area unless he was having dinner with us or we were all hanging out. He was very quiet, very quiet kid, and he stuck to himself mostly. So we never knew if he was coming upstairs or not. So I, I figured it was him. So I go downstairs and his room is open, his door's open, but he's gone. He's not home. So then I started getting like, you know, that was when the spooks started happening. Oh, and no then, doubt, man. you know, so I, it was, it was a scary feeling. And then my mom, somebody who's not a believer in ghosts, she never, ever believes in ghosts. 
She doesn't even believe in like the Mexican folk ghosts that we have, like all the stories that we grew up on. She doesn't believe any of that shit. She was in the house one night and we were all expected to come home. So it was like me, my brother, and a few of our friends were supposed to come home. But we were out doing something and she was there by herself. No exchange student, nobody home, just her. And mind you, like I, I can't stress this enough. She does not believe in ghosts at all. Sitting in bed, watching TV, she hears like four steps going up the stairs, and they're creaky old wood stairs. Yeah. You hear you hear everything with those stairs. She hears it, you know, one, two, three, four, and it just stops. And so she thinks one of us is home. So she goes out into the hallway. Her room was like right next to the stairs. Opens up her door. Nobody on the stairs. She starts dun, dun, to get. Dun. She starts to get really spooked. Closes her door. Gets back in bed and she hears the foot. She hears the steps go. You know, four oh, steps down. Hell no. You hear it go down. And my mom got super spooked. And the second we came into the house, my mom like immediately told us this. And that house was super you know but it wasn't a dangerous ghost i have a friend of mine who who actually yeah. had a who actually had like kind of a i don't know what it was it was weird he had a weird thing in his house that the spirit in his house like the it was evil oh yeah it was an evil feeling and every time you were in there you kind of felt it and it, we had a spooky instance where we were playing, I think, Black Ops 1, and all of a sudden, a baseball comes just dropping down the stairs, right? Is this, um... This is this Blake's house. All right, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is a baseball. It just comes boom, 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 down the stairs. Random. His dog starts growling at, like, the hallway. But the baseball that went down the stairs was an autographed baseball that was upstairs in his brother's room. And his brother wasn't even home. It was just me and him. Yeah, that's freaky. And then, boom, his TV turns off, and I just hear him go, Oh, ghost! Turns his TV back on. And it was just normal for him. Like, that's shit that he dealt with on a regular basis. Yeah. I can go into that forever, but I'd rather have him come in here and tell us about that on a different episode, because that is Oh my alone. God, tell me about it. My girlfriend's mom has this crazy story about a haunted cat that I really want to tell, but I, I got to interview her in person, but it's nutty. It involves like a ghost meows and a demon saying her name. It's insane, but I can't get into it right now. Yeah, but well, I do want to get into, um, you mentioned like spooky feelings. So <clears throat> I live in the university district, which was Ted Bundy's old haunt. I'm pretty sure I used to live in an apartment where he killed someone. I can't prove it though. Anyways... His favorite bar, Dante's, he used to go to pick up co-eds all the time. So they took all of his paraphernalia. He'd always sit in the same spot. Mm -hmm. They took that booth out and put it in storage forever because it was too creepy. They brought it back. The day they brought it back, the bar burned to the ground. Swear to God. And now never, it's, never opens, done. Another it's spooky fact about... Uh, yeah, Ted, they're turning it into a high-rise apartment. Yeah, go ahead, Vito. <laughs> about uh, Ted Bundy is that my uh, fiance's mom was walked home from school by him. Ooh. Oh, that is scary. That is scary. You know what's weird about that alleyway that you used to live, like, right behind, you know, you lived directly behind Dante. I lived in the Ted Bundy that zone, was 100%. Where, yeah. That was where he would, like, park his Volkswagen, 
and he would pretend to be struggling to get into his car because he would always have he had like a like his crutches and shit and he'd be like oh my leg is fucked up I can't get into my car and you know girls that were walking by he would get them to help him and that was when he would he would like abduct people in that alleyway right behind your old house old and my old house was going through a remodel in the fucking 70s so it was all like you know plastic walls and tarps and shit so like again I'm like I'm pretty sure he killed someone in there when it was just a construction site. (laughs) I have stayed, I have slept in that house. And I mean, um, Claude lives there now. And you know, you, uh, some of the other roommates in the house, they have like weird shit. Yeah. Like Claude carved like a wood head and he leaves it in his living room to leave people like, to, to make people like me uncomfortable. And so when I'm <laughs> sleeping, like when I'm sleeping, I have like eight different fucking heads looking at me and I just, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> that house made me uncomfortable when I slept there yeah. because I'd either be burning hot or stone cold or sleeping on the, on the, you know, on the cold tile ground. Yeah. That's <laughs> wasn't the most comfortable house. Uh, I w- did want to go into, you mentioned how you find it a lot more believable when, you have like a benevolent or a not evil spirit. My girlfriend is convinced she had a poltergeist in her house for like a week because her and her mom did what they would call putting the house to bed. You go turn off the heat, turn off all the lights. Right. And for three days in a row, after they turned off the heat, the thermostat would get cranked all the way up to like 90 degrees and sweat them out. Ugh. So they started like double checking and then Ugh. triple checking. And they were the only two who lived there. Like it wasn't the cat who was doing this, you know? And then one of those days also, they had like a like a koi pond with like this like 50 pound gargoyle fountain and it got moved back two feet which like it has a hose going through it and it's 50 pounds like a raccoon's not going to be able to do that you know so it was just split instead of like shooting the water back into the pond it was just going on the ground like the pond was half empty by the time they noticed it so that is spooky right like you know something like a like speaking of, of something kind of like a statue that moves like that, um, I remember like one of the big horror stories my dad always told me and my brother when we were growing up was they used to go into the Capitol Hill Cemetery like all the time when he was a kid, like a teenager, and you know it's the cem- it's the cemetery where where Bruce Lee is buried. Okay. And so they would always go in there because they were skateboarders, they were rebels, and they did all that shit. You know the Generation X. You know, like, let's go to the fucking, let's go get drunk in a cemetery and skateboard. You know, th- that's what they were doing. But he sure. said that there was, he said that there's, well, it's there, it's still there. But there's a statue of Mother Mary, and it's got three steps. And he said regularly that it would go from one step to the other. So from the top to the bottom, back to the top to the middle. But this thing is like statued in the ground, or it's like it's like like one piece. It's not like the thing can be picked up and moved. Yeah. And it's one big staircase with a Mary statue on it. But he said that every every other time that they would go in there, that thing would move. And I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure it's just a spooky story he told us. But I remember still to this day, every time I go to that cemetery to see Bruce Lee or to see one of my dad's old friends who's, who's buried there. That statue always stands out to me and it always gives me a, gives me some goosebumps, you know? And, um, what about you, Vito? What's, what personal spook have you got? 
Um, not really any, I want to say, but, um, I used to get spooked in general, kind of, um, when I was a kid, and so, like, I'd often, like, feel like somebody was watching me from outside the window, and I'd, like, hide under my cover so I didn't have to look at the window. Oh, kind of scary. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Scary. I used to be terrified of the dark. I would used to sleep with all the lights on. I was always convinced the lion was going to come eat me, I, unless I was under the covers. If I was under the covers, I was, I was a weird kid. No, yeah. well, that, <laughs> That's just normal. Everyone. That's normal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But the, the, the lion thing specifically? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's, the covers, though. The covers. Yeah. The covers yeah. being a safety blanket. Going, that's always, that's a normal thing. Going back to houses, you and I both grew up in some creepy houses. Yeah, we and did. Do you remember the house where Gidget was our neighbor? Oh, oh. So I oh, lived yeah. in this house and... It, it was another one of those with a creepy feeling. Nothing really happened, but it was creepy, but some odd things do stick out. For one, we found a hidden room in the house, and that's automatically spooky. It was a, a small room, probably four and a half, five feet tall, and probably six feet wide, would you say? It's like a little storage oh my room. God. Yeah. <laughs> and, my, um, sorry, and, I don't um, mean to cut you off. My mom lives in what we call a mystery mansion. There's a secret passageway from the bedroom I lived in to her bedroom, like through the closets. And then... We noticed behind the couch, there's a door that's about this high, and if you go through it, there's enough room to stand up, but, like, you can't really have two people next to each other. It's that thin, and then there's just a big cork board. Like, was this, like, a serial killer's planning area? Ew. What the hell is Wait, this? listen to where this <laughs> yeah. room, Anyways, like, this... So, they find the room, and it's completely covered in newspaper, but it's not just random newspapers. It's a newspaper of, um... Was it a local serial killer or something? I think it was a local serial killer and all the headlines specifically. But it was plastered him. all over the wall. Yeah. My uncle was working on this house. It was house. part of the wall. Yeah. And um, so naturally, what would you do as parents is, except for make it the kid's room. So that became <laughs> my, um, my room. Jesus. But um, there was other <laughs> odd things. There, there was a one stairway going upstairs, between upstairs and downstairs. In the middle of it was a door. Do you remember that? I do. I yeah. do remember that. And it would randomly lock. And that that was pretty spooky. Yeah, I, that's that. Did we have a key? I don't think there was a key mm -mm. for it. We did. So we, it we would randomly never, lock yeah. for a bit okay. and then it would just unlock when if you forced it for a while. Yeah. Or it would just randomly be unlocked. It's it's the fucking red room, man. The house yeah, the house the red room. The house itself wasn't like it didn't have any spirits or anything like that, but it just had a really off-putting feel to no, it. No, no, no. There was some things. We never got it, but Baca, one night she was house-sitting, and um, Ooh. she, um, and the pan started moving downstairs. I, I remember it's that house because Harley was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Harley. We had this big, um, I think Harley was a rescue pit bull, wasn't he? He was. This rescue pit bull. He wasn't nice to most people. He was nice to kids, though, so that was cool, but he was just going off barking, and my grandma, she's in, uh, alone, so she's already spooked out a bit from the barking and then the pan started going off downstairs and I don't think anything more than that happened but um that, that's probably the oddest thing that happened there but it, it was spooky and I remember do you remember under the house when you went in the back yeah there was that room I don't think any of us ever went into it it was I called it the little barn because it was all dusty inside and the windows were broken but no one ever went in there yeah it, we we avoided it at all costs we would do it for like who can be who can who can be braver and go in there and oh do it? Oh God, uh -huh. that's like a the start of a horror movie. But I remember <laughs> I remember this guy. I remember he and I got into like a, Booge and I got into a physical alter, altercation in that house, and he pissed me off. So I told him that three people died in his bedroom. <laughs> 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 and I remember after I told him that, 
I get a phone call from his mom. You know, my aunt calls me up and she just fucking chewed me out because this guy wasn't able to go anywhere near his room. How old were you at the time? Oh well, God, we were we were young. We were we were young. young. Yeah. That's a dick move, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, was I mean, probably five or six. He, Jesus. Yeah, he was about five I was thinking like at least 12. So you well, this guy was always like a, a fucking ball puncher, so he punched me in the nuts. <laughs> I did that once. I did that You did once. this back at the house. This was back at, at that house. You did this, and you did it again in a separate occasion. But that was he a different time. You should not have time. messed with me. You but <laughs> but he was always a, he's a, he's a ball puncher. And so after he punched me in the nuts, I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's fine. Fucking three people died in your bedroom. At least I don't have that, you know. And I, I felt like shit. No, no, he didn't say quickly. about the bedroom. He said it about the place under the house. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. I okay. never associated death with the upstairs. I always associated with that under area, like a well, crawl space. You're talking about? No, no, like it was a normal sized room. It was that thing under the house. Oh, yeah. Of but course. I was just like yeah. three people died the in the house. Yeah, <laughs> the crypt. It, that All was right, just a fun time. We're at about uh, an hour fifteen. Speaking of, uh, uh, Speaking Ooh, of the crypt, though, let's keep it running. Speaking of the crypt, that's what we call our basement apartment that our housemates live in because the our crypt. house is called the Church of the Laurels because it, we actually have like a stone on the uh, on like the foundation or something that's marked uh, the the place as like uh, Laurel Chapel. Uh huh. Dang. Yeah. The crypt. I like yeah. that room. Like I like the I like rooms like that where it's like the den, the crypt, the swamp. You know, places like that. Uh, names, bedrooms, basements, all that fun shit. I have... Christian, I have a question for you from the up? Facebook group. Haley Dwolf mentions Port Townsend. Yeah, you, I was just okay. about to get into that. So, we took a trip to Port Townsend, and I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to... Um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but there's a the big fort. So it's like a big four. I'm blanking on the name and I keep for some, I know what it is, but I'm blanking on it. And it's so once we get, I'll keep on with the story. I'll remember the name eventually, but the, um, you know, they filmed movies there. Like they filmed parts of the ring there. They filmed a officer and a gentleman there. And I'm just blanking on the name. Somebody give me a hand here. It's uh fort. Um, Fort, Fort Warden. Warden. Fort Warden. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm thinking of there's Fort Flagler that's like right along the way of that as well. They're both really close to each other. So Fort Warden and Fort Flagler are both very close. And I had Flagler stuck in my head. So anyway, we take it. We take a trip there. You know, it's like an overnight trip, but we spent the whole day there at the fort. And we're walking around, and just naturally, this place is spooky old military, you know, bunkers that you're going mm. through. And she wanted no part of going through these dark hallways and corridors. She wanted nothing to do with that. But I would do it because I'm just, you know, I'm like, I got to see this. I got to check it out. We come across these like weird, like almost like a horseshoe designed, like outside bunker that was built into the hill, that was built in the hillside. So it's like, if you walk down a hallway on one side, it just leads to a ladder that goes straight up and outside to the top of the hill. Right. But we went into a different door that was like part of the horseshoe design of it. And it's, she stayed behind. She didn't want to go in there, but her mom 
her mom and I decided to, to walk in there. So we go walking in, we have our flashlights, and we're about halfway down this hallway. And it's just spooky. It, it feels creepy. It's something's off. You know, it's real, it's just dead silent in there too. Every footstep we make, you can hear it. Everything you everything you do, it echoes. So we stop walking. And then all of a sudden, we hear like three or four footsteps behind us. And we think it's Haley. We turn around, we look back, she's not, she's nowhere to be seen. Naturally, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we both we both scram and we go outside of the bunker and Haley was like uh, she was, like, on the other side of this horseshoe thing, like, checking it out. Like, checking something out, like, reading a description of what it was. And we were like, were you, like, trying to walk in there and, and meet us in there? Because we definitely heard somebody walking behind us. And she was like, no, I, I wasn't even close. And then I was like, okay, we're going we're, we're gonna to get out of here. We're, we're going to move. <laughs> it, was, it was scary. It was, like, a really quick, a really quick scare. And I know her mom and I were, <laughs> we were talking about it like the whole car ride back home. We were like, what the fuck was that? You know, what was that all about? But as far as personal spooks, I mean, I wish that we could get some, some of my other friends in here so that we can talk about, you know, there's so much to talk about with the Roosevelt house. If, when my cousin Rodrigo ever comes back to town and we can get him on the mic, He's got some good stories about that place. It's just a fun house to talk about because that was our haunt. You know, that bonus was like beef. that's the but we can get the bonus beef bonus on that beef. because that was our haunt and that was a fun haunt. And then our my friend Blake, whose house was another, you know, dude, a bunch, a bunch of creepy things happened at Blake's. That could be a whole episode. His yeah, I think could it could be, a whole be too. We we're playing with the Ouija board. Oh, don't was, do that. Which was definitely stupid, but we, we had to, man. We well, were young. You have to tell the bathroom story then about the Ouija board. I'm trying to remember the it, bathroom I, story. I wasn't there. I was too young to be playing with you guys for that, but um, I remember you guys talked about it a lot. You guys were playing with the Ouija board, and it... We did that shit a lot, yeah, too. We and, played um, with that Ouija board all the fucking time. And you guys said... Maybe you guys just told it to scare me, but you guys said that... Um, oh, I remember. I remember. Okay, I remember. Okay, okay. okay so... We were sitting down in his in his living room, and it's me and then my two friends from Auburn. It was Connor and Levi, them and then Blake, and we were all in there. And it's just a it's got a really creepy. We got the creepy vibe going, the candles, the Ouija board, and all of a sudden Blake starts like getting into the whole scare me phase. Do something to scare me. And in the middle of doing this, the thing, the, you know, the planchette isn't moving, but he's like, are you here? Are you, you know, are you present with us? Are you with us? It's not moving, but the candles, they're blowing and there's no draft. There's no window open or anything right away. I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. We're in pitch black. We have the lights off, the candles on. These candles are just like waving around. And then just Blake goes, do something right now to show that you're here. Boom, boom, boom. Three pounds came on. Within the first pound, the lights were on. <laughs> and with, <laughs> these lights were on. We were fucking spooked. And here's the funny part. The big knock, the loud knocking 
was my brother pounding on the front door because he knew we were playing with the Ouija board. <laughs> so it couldn't have come at a better time. And, but when we, when we were all in there, we kept playing with the Ouija board, but with the lights turned on. And so then we're all like, oh, yeah, if you're here, do something. And Blake's like, what? If you're here, turn off the lights. And nobody's near the light switch. Boom. Lights go out. And that was when we decided to say goodbye to this, you know, say goodbye to the spirit, do whatever the ritual <laughs> no is, and get the. Shit. We got the fuck out. We went and did something else. But that was a fun, fun, well, spooky experience. Well, what you guys told me, it had some of that involved. But you guys asked, "Where in the house are you?" And it, um, it referenced the bathroom or something. Blake would know a little bit more about that than okay. probably I would, because I know Blake would do that shit on his own time, because Blake. Blake's Blake. Blake's Blake. And he had he had a satanic vibe coming up in high school and stuff like that. And he he did a lot of that. He has a Cthulhu Ouija board. We went and bought it at Goblins on the Ave. Shout out to the Goblins. That place is cool. Gargoyles. Gargoyles? You mean it's Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Yeah. Shout out to Gargoyles. Um, you mean the Gargoyle? The Gargoyle. I think it's just the Gargoyle. The Gargoyle. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shops to go to. place is cool. Yeah. I was I was like going I, I in there and know seeing what you were like talking about because I was like wait what, yeah, that's me too like what the hell is goblins or whatever yeah the goblins <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> big the shout gargoyle. out to the gargoyles uh, yeah it's just um, the gargoyle bud well I'll tell you this ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed our spectacular special and we will be incorporating more spookiness into some of our other episodes I am Christian. And I am joined here by my fellas, Vito, Joe, and the one and only John Booch Nelson. We're going to close it out. You can check us out. Joe, go ahead and lead us on the outro here, All buddy. Right. Yeah, so check us out at our website, beefyboys.com. Boys is B-O-I-S for all of these going forward. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash beefyboys. Let us know what you think of the Thor match. We keep... Changing it up with these extra specials. Do you prefer just the more regimented topics? Follow us on Twitter at beefy underscore boys. None of us are big tweeters, but we still see it. So if you want to tweet at us. Instagram, if you want to see all our excellent selfies after every episode, that's at beefy boys bud club. And we recently got some business cards in. So if oh, you yeah. want to advertise on this podcast, look for one of us around town. Let us know. Yeah, I think that's about all we got. Um, we covered all the comments from the Facebook group. Let me just check here. Oh, Haley wanted to mention uh, Pennywise the Clown. Yeah, he's pretty terrifying. He I is. never saw the original. I saw the remake. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but that clown was definitely scary. It was fun. I think the remake was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then have either of you seen Pet Cemetery? Yes. Okay. Love Pet They're Cemetery. They're remaking it. They just put I know. out a new trailer. I know. Mm-hmm. Tim Mahoney mentions when the little blonde boy runs, runs out into, into the, the street. street. That's see, that's a I think he said something about it not really being spooky or scary, but he said it was uncomfortable or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. to watch him get ran over by a semi truck. Yeah. That movie was great. I thought Pet Cemetery was a lot of fun. All right, yeah. So like, share, subscribe. Tell all your friends, man. Write us reviews on iTunes, too. We love seeing that. All the feedback you can give, man. Mostly positive, but we want to know what you think. All right? All right, so, yeah, that's episode three. This is Beefy Boys. We are signing out. We hope.